BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. Welcome back, guys. And today, our episode is 20 Things We've Learned in 2020, which we're going to get into. And there are a lot more than 20, probably. Yes. But we've narrowed it down to some pretty good ones. And also, I just wanted to let you guys know, it's getting late. So you guys are going to get the late uh, Chelsea and JC late night. Yeah. Whenever we record at night, we're a little bit, I feel like we're different. Like I know, I noticed we're different. We're built different at night. No, I just, when I listen back to episodes, I can tell the ones are, that are at night. It's just a different vibe. You know what the worst time to record a podcast is that we do all the time is what? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. is the absolute worst. And we worst. literally do that all the time. We do. It's Haney. It's Haney. We've been self-sabotaging. We hope you guys had a very merry, merry Christmas. Unfortunately, we're recording this before our Christmas, so we'll update you guys when we can about how our holiday has been. Yeah. What um have you ever seen the VeggieTales movie about Christmas and the toy? Oh, what the heck is it called? Buzzsaw Louie? Have you seen I that? I don't think so. Oh. Why? You don't watch it. It's just so funny. I was just thinking in the show or in the movie, I guess, um, there's like a commercial that all the kids watch and it's like, I'm Buzzsaw Louie. You need more toys. And it's like, your friends are probably getting more toys than you are. And it's just like a funny thing. Like when we were little, we thought that was so funny because they would be like, mom, whatever their name is, Sally has more toys than me. And it's like, you need more toys. details. So I was going to say, I hope existed. you guys got all the toys you wanted. Yeah. Hope you guys got everything you dreamed of for Christmas. Oh, I was going to give a quick life update, which I've talked about a little bit on YouTube, but basically I've got some random health concerns. Okay. I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I've been getting this allergic reaction for months now that is so obnoxious. I basically get hives like almost every single day. And I have not been able to pinpoint a single thing that causes it. I thought it was my laundry detergent. Then I, you know, started using a new kind with like zero fragrance, zero, whatever. Um, I thought it was my dryer sheets and then I stopped using dryer sheets and it wasn't that. I thought maybe it was metals, like my jewelry that I was wearing, stopped wearing jewelry, wasn't that. Like it's been such a nightmare. And so I recently... And this is not a sponsor, but I wish it was. Um, I Someday. recently went to Parsley Health, which is a doctor's office. And they have locations in a few different places in the U.S., I think. But they have one in L.A. And Beth is actually the one who recommended this to me because I was saying I wish there was 
you know, I want to go to a doctor who has a little bit more of a holistic approach, um, but maybe can do both. Like can, you know, if I needed a prescription or, you know, they're not completely against like modern, modern Western medicine. medicine yeah. yeah. But they also do kind of take the more holistic approach and try and treat things in a more natural way first. And she was like, I know literally the perfect place for you to go. It's called Parsley. And it's like so beautiful. The doctor's offices are like aesthetically, literally so beautiful. It doesn't yeah, look like a doctor's. And they're known for being a little bit more, like, I don't know about you guys, but usually when you go to a doctor's office, it's not the best experience. I dread going to the doctor. It's not yeah. like I'm ever excited to go. And they also, I feel like just try and get you in and out very quickly. Like you're, in my experience, you are telling them what's wrong and it's kind of, you feel almost rushed. And then they're just like, oh yeah, we'll prescribe you this. And that's basically not what I wanted. That was yeah. the opposite of what I wanted. And so I went to my first doctor's appointment and I was so impressed because she sat down with me for a full hour. We even went over because we were talking about TikTok actually. And she was so cool and so nice. And the office was so beautiful. I just like felt so good in there. And then she listened to all my concerns. She recommended me different supplements that she thought would help. And then I'm actually going to get my blood tested really soon. And I'm going to definitely like talk more about it on YouTube and kind of like take you guys through my health journey there. And I'll, I'm sure I'll mention it on the podcast, but I also like have trouble sleeping at night and I get painful period cramps. I just have all these random little things that I would love to just get figured out. And I feel like I'm on the road to figuring all of them out. And I'm like feeling so hopeful. Yeah. There's nothing better there. Well, there's nothing worse than when you go to the doctor and you feel like you have so much to say, because again, a lot of the times you have multiple things going on and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I know these don't sound like they relate, but like somehow I just know something's off like mm -hmm. in my body. And so maybe if we just like get to the root of the problem, but then, you know, um, and again, not all doctors, but some of them, when you go, you know, they are in a rush to see, uh, they have to like hit a quota of how many people they have to see per day right? and have to kind of get in and out. So then you're like, okay, I have this and this and this. And they're like, okay, well, here's this for this. Here's this for this. Here's Band-Aid for this. And you're like, you leave and you just feel so just like, Really? Yeah. I don't feel like I'd got anything done. Like, yeah. I feel like they just didn't really listen to what I had to say. And, you know, I, I've even felt that going to, I was telling JC, like when I had Sophie and we were going to the vet nonstop mm -hmm. and, and it would be like, an, I had all of these notes. Like, I'm like, I've been watching her every single day. I know so much about her. Like, it's her not this. Yeah. They'd stuff. be like, well, it's probably just this. And I'm like, no, I, I know I'm not a vet, but I know it's not that because I haven't been giving her that. Like, and I've been right. watching her 24 seven. And then, you know, we would go to a specialist and again, it sucks that you have to like pay more to go somewhere else where they're like, actually listen. And to be listened to for the first time where I'm like, this is happening. I think it might have to, have to do something with this. And they're like, oh, that could definitely be it. Like, let's look into that. And I'm like, thank you. so good to yes. be listened to and yes. like heard. And validated like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I've heard someone else have that. Like the here's what helped, whatever. They obviously have experience. And the other thing is that, so I'm going to get a blood test, like I said, soon. And I actually have only I like never was able to give blood in high school because I was like too small. Like mm -hmm. I, and I would pass out when I would, when I would get my blood drawn, like at the doctors or at the hospital, if I ever had something going on. So the only two times I remember getting my blood drawn, I've passed out both times. And so I asked her, I was like, um, like while you're getting the blood taken yes. out, oh, dang. Like while I'm getting the blood taken out, I pass out. And so, and I don't know if it's cause I'm a small petite person. So it's like, I don't have a lot of blood to go around or something, mm -hmm. or if it was seeing it, I don't really know. But anyway, I asked her straight up. I was like, is it a lot of blood that they're going to take out? Because I'm like kind of a little bit like queasy around it. And I've fainted two times from it. And she was like, 
you know, telling me our, our girl's awesome. Like you'll be laying down. You won't even, you will not see any of it. You'll have no idea. And she's like, bring some water and like stay really hydrated the day before and the day of, and like bring some snacks for after. Um, but she's like, but I do want to be honest with you. It's 15 vials, vials of blood. And I was like, <gasps> and she's that like, a lot. And I've, she, I think I've only ever gotten like five. Yeah. 15 for wow. all these blood tests. And she was like, um, bring your husband. And unfortunately with COVID, he can't come in, but he can like, you know, drive yeah. you. So if you're feeling sick afterwards or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I've got to be honest. Like I'm actually terrified because Weird. I've gotten like two vials and I, is it vials? Is that what you say? I like think vials so. of blood. Yeah. And I've passed out 15. So I'm actually really nervous. I'm trying not to be like fearful around it. I wonder it. what it I, is. Cause I pass out whenever I get my blood drawn too, but it's when I see it. Like the yeah. last time I told, I straight up told her, I was like, she, I think she did like five or six. Cause I was getting my blood drawn for like tests and stuff. Uh-huh. And so it was like a good amount. And I remember being like, I can't look at it. Like I, I cannot see the blood. Otherwise I'll pass out. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. Like whatever. I don't think she like understood the magnitude of it. And then at the end, she showed me the vial. Like I did the whole, I was fine. Cause I was like looking away. Why would she show you? She was like, okay, you have to verify the name. So she like literally went like this with the vial and the blood, like was kind of like splashed around. around. And I literally instantly just like dropped. Oh. And she was like, I was like freaking. Oh my gosh. And she's like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know you would like pass out that fast. And I'm like, it's okay. The I'm last, used to it. I mean, it's not the end of the world, I guess, if I do pass out. But the um, last time I got my blood drawn, I think, was maybe in high school. Like it's been a yeah. long, long time. So I'm like, maybe I'm fine now. And she was saying, you will not see a single thing. Like you'll be laying down. You won't really know what's happening. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe if I just like go to my, go to a happy place, I won't. And I don't think about it, but. Yeah. Maybe bring like your AirPods. Yeah, I am. I have to admit, like I'm very nervous. Really? Yeah. But I'm trying really hard to not be scared about it. I just want to yeah. feel like I can handle this. It's fine. I'm trying to like trick myself, but I'll let you guys know how it goes. Yeah. With those things you have to, this is what I have to do for myself in situations like that. When I get anxiety about like passing out or something like that, I have to literally think like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, yeah. I'm going to pass out. I'm already out. lying, lying down as well, which yeah. I'm like, even if I am feeling like queasy or something, I can just like take really deep breaths. And even if I do, I'm already laying down. So yeah. it's not like I'm standing, you know? So yeah. you're right. It's like worst case scenario. I pass out for two seconds, yeah. come back and then Life's driving me and you I feel can a little eat some food after yeah. it's fine. But yeah. Anyway. Fun. Yeah. Sounds good. I, there is something so satisfying about getting your like test results back from like your, you know, to see like what your cholesterol is and yes. like all of that stuff. Oh, I'm really excited to see. Did I ever, I don't know if I ever told on the podcast, but like last year, actually a year ago, Nick had not been very active for the year prior. So this year, 2020, he actually has been pretty active. Mm -hmm. Um, because we've been playing pickleball and tennis and he takes Sophie on like a two mile walk every single day. And um, so we're both been like very active actually mm -hmm. this year compared to last year, we had not been very active. And we, I wanted to do this little like challenge for him for after we watched, what was it? The game changers. Mm -hmm. I was like, Nick, I'm going to make you be plant-based for two weeks. And we're going to take your, like, we're going to do a blood test and see like how healthy you are right now and then do it afterwards and see like how much healthier you are afterwards. And I was like, I'm going to have you do all these other physical tests as well to see like if you're in, more in shape after just eating plant-based for two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a very well thought out um, experiment, but I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Also just a way for us, for me to like get him to eat plant-based in a tricky way. <sighs> but we go to get his blood tested. And, and also we go and I have him like do sprints and I tell him. <laughs> and he's like, Chelsea, this is so pointless. Like, 
Uh, but he was like doing it to be nice because yeah. I was like, I want to do it for my YouTube channel. And so he's running and he's like, actually, I'm like so out of shape. And I was like, good. I'm like, that's good. Let's let's hope for a little improvement over the next two weeks. And then we get his blood results back in perfect health. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh, you were supposed to have and very he high literally, cholesterol. After his motivation afterwards is like, I'm fine. Because I think he actually at first was like, yeah, I do need to get like my health back in shape. And especially after he did like the trials of the running, he was like, oh gosh, like I need to. Um, and it, this was right after last year's Turkey Bowl where they play football on, on Thanksgiving. And he was like dying after the games. And he was just like, oh, like, I'm just not, I'm not built like I, I used to be. So anyways, we got the blood test done and he was in perfect health. And he just thought that was the funniest thing. Like he, we were checking the numbers and he was like, oh, this is kind of hard to read. Like it'll uh-huh. be like, this is the number and this is what you want it to be. Some higher what numbers you want it to be high, some numbers you want it to be low. So I'm like, oh, this one. I'm like, this one looks a little low. And it's like, that's the ideal number. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he still ate plant-based for a good amount of time. And then we actually both like started to get way more active. And I'm happy to say this, this is besides the point, but um, he did play in a turkey bowl this year and he did very well. I was really? like, Nick, look at you. Like compared to last year, you were dying afterwards from mm-hmm. like running around. This year he was in such good shape. His team won. They got first. And um, I was like, wow, look at that. Yeah. It really is crazy what being active it's just the difference that yes. it makes when you're more well and, and our age people like 25 year olds we think that we're still 18 yes so we think that we still have the like the body of a teenager and we just don't i know like, we the, have to take care of it it's crazy that the older you get like i'm starting to say the things my mom would say where it's like oh gosh like i'll see someone i'll see a young girl just like drop into the splits and i'm like oh my gosh like that used to be me but yes. i could never i could not do that right now so I know. it's just it's weird how your body just if you don't keep up with it I know. It's crazy. Do you really know what's in your multivitamin? Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. But Ritual isn't your typical multivitamin. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. No shady extras. JC and I take our Ritual vitamins every single day, and it's the perfect addition to our morning routine. I wake up, do my journaling, do a little yoga, and then I walk to the kitchen, open the blinds and take my vitamins. It also helps me drink water first thing in the morning, which I really need. If you guys don't know anything about me, um, the first thing you should know is that I'm dehydrated. Yes. I feel like this is such a good addition to a morning routine. If you're looking for something, you Mm -hmm. know, to add to your little morning ritual, no pun intended. (laughs) So now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. They even offer a prenatal vitamin. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you do not love Ritual within your first month, they will refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash what we said to start your ritual today. Ritual.com slash what we said. Should we get into yes. 20 things we've learned in 2020? We each prepped 10 things mm-hmm. that we've learned. I'm going to let you start. Okay. We did this last year too. We did 19 things we learned in 2020. In 2019. Oh yeah. In 2019. <laughs> wow. Boy, did we did we have some things coming. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll go first. This is, I'm going to start with some of like, some of mine are a little more surface level. Some of mine are not. Same. My first one is very surface level. I learned how to do winged eyeliner on my hooded eyes, which is a lifelong goal of mine, honestly. Nice. I've never been able to like pin down the perfect winged eyeliner. And I never knew why. 
first of all, I had to figure out why my eyeliner never looked like anybody else's. I felt like it always looked like it was like crooked and just Mm -hmm. like down. And I was like, what the? So I watched some tutorials. I practiced a lot during quarantine, like did it a lot just at home for TikToks and stuff. And I finally learned how to do it. Nice. I have another surface level one that I can start with. And that's that I learned how to play pickleball this year. Yeah. And it really has, I was going to say it's brought me a lot of joy, but it really has like this year that has been the main thing that we've done together and with our friends as an activity because it's really has been our only option. But because of that, it's become such a fun thing that, you know, we have our little group of friends that all plays and we kind of do like mini tournaments and everyone loves it. And it's just been, it's been so fun. Like I, I never knew that one day that you said like, oh, we should, we should go play pickleball would turn into like us going all the time. I know. It's so crazy. It's such a fun sport. And I, I was going to say, I don't think we actually talk about as much as we think we do on the podcast. We mention it sometimes, Uh but, um, someday we should like get into actually how you play for people who don't know. Cause I was just thinking like, if you don't know the rules, you can't just like necessarily go to a court and just like pick it up. You kind of like have to have someone tell you how to play and stuff. Totally. Um, that's for another day. Maybe we'll have a full pickleball episode. (laughs) Okay. My second one is to appreciate nature, friendship, and family. And again, I feel like I, I do realize this every year, but this year more than ever, I've realized to appreciate like literally my feet in the sand, Mm -hmm. going to the beach, like just looking at the ocean, walking around, even in our neighborhood, like noticing the flowers, the plants, and then just like noticing like friendship and family connections, especially because this year people just have not been able to be with other people Mm -hmm. and it just sucks so bad. And that's like something I think also I'm just realizing like, I'm so grateful to have such good friends and such good family and like such a good support system Mm -hmm. around me. And so I guess I've learned to just appreciate that instead of like, I don't know, taking it for granted. Yeah. I have two that are similar. I mean, I split them into two, but one of them was just how important it is to get outside. Mm -hmm. And it really is just the principle of you don't know what you have till it's gone or, you know, you take for granted things, you know. Yeah. That you— I know. I'm grateful they shut down the beach because for like that little bit that we weren't able to go to the beach, it was like, oh my gosh. Like, why haven't we been going more? And— I like we went to the beach recently to do a little photo shoot and we had our feet in the sand and we were running and like (laughs) the sunset was so beautiful that night. And I was just like, this is like nature is amazing. And I really do think that this year out of all years, I have truly appreciated it the most and, and been wanting to get outside even more again because like we haven't been able to as much. And I do miss traveling too. And that's like something that I've been looking back at old pictures and I see these places and I'm like, oh my gosh, to be able to see that site right yeah. now would be so insane. And it just, I don't know. I, I I even just want to go on hikes and like just get outside so much. I never used to be like that. Genuinely. Yeah. If someone was like, let's go on a hike. I'm like, Ugh. Same. Like that does not appeal to me, but now I just really appreciate the outdoors. I think way more than I ever Same. used to. Literally like all I want to do is just go outside and like, I, I think it's just because we can't go to the mall. We can't go anywhere mm-hmm. inside movie theaters, like things like that. So it's like, we've just learned to be like, okay, what can we do? Right. Literally play pickleball, play tennis, like go on a hike, go on a walk, go to the beach, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my next one because it's okay. the same. And I just said how important community is, which is essentially what you were just talking about too. But- I think it's, it is interesting because it's like, 
again, this is hasn't been the year that I've made all these connections and been talking to a bunch of new people, but I feel like like networking necessarily. Yeah, but I feel like we've deepened our friendships and connections with the immediate people around us so much and I'm just so grateful for the community that we do have in LA and like I mean, this is I guess Leif and I have lived in California for basically the whole time we've been married and we've always yeah. kind of felt like we didn't really have a solid group of friends. We here, like we had our friends, but they were all in different places. Like yeah. some of them live in Arizona or Utah or Louisiana. Like it's just people live all over the place. But this year we have found like such a tight knit fun, like uplifting, amazing group of people that yeah. I just like, and, and I, the thing is, is that I know that life will change at some point, but I'm just like soaking s- in every minute. Yes. I'm soaking yeah, in same. every minute of the friend group that we have right now, because like, I don't know, I'm just so grateful. Yeah. No, it's I know it so really fun. is so nice. It, it's something again, this, this is a little help to people who are listening who are like, dang, I just like don't have that. Yeah. Like Jesse just said, it took them like four years. And, and say with me and Nick, it's like we move around all the time, but it's like you'll find people, whether mm-hmm. it's later on in life, whether it's right now, it'll, it will you, it will find you. Mm-hmm. And not that you don't have to go do any work, like go out and do stuff you love, obviously, whatever you can do. But don't be discouraged that you'll never find people because there's so many people in this world. There's yeah. bound to be one or two that want to be your friend. And, that, and that's what we were saying too, is because we were like, oh my gosh, we love what we have right now so much. Like we don't want to move. We don't want our friends to move. Like we just want this forever right now because it's so fun. But it gave me hope to know that when we moved to California, we basically knew no one. Yeah. Like we were actually alone when we moved here and it has been years, but we've met the best people. And I think like that gives me hope for if we do move in the future or whatever, that we'll always find people. It yeah. might take a while, but we'll find our people. No, 100%. Nice. Okay. My next one is this year, I feel like I learned to speak my mind a little bit more. And, and I think obviously having a podcast helps that because you get a little bit of courage when you're not like, when you're just talking for hours and hours. And also I feel like the validation people give you when you have a podcast is obviously different than just normal life, you know, because you get so many comments back like, yes, thank you for like talking about this or saying this. Um, And I feel like just in like regular moments day to day, this is something Nick has taught me so much about and truly is like my best example of this. It's just like when you have an issue or you have like feelings, it's just better to just like talk about it right then. And my problem is I was always like, well, I don't want to, you know, immediately, like my immediate reaction, if I feel like offended or if I feel anything like is to just like suppress it and just be like, it'll be fine. I'll just talk myself out of it later. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with the confrontation. I'm not gonna deal with anything. But um, I have to tell myself, no matter how awkward it sounds, like coming out of my mouth or no matter like how much I stumble over my words, like it just is better to say things and mm-hmm. to like stand up for things and just like speak up no matter how big or small it is. So I'm really grateful for that because again, Nick has taught me a lot about that where it's just like, He'll say, it's not in my DNA to not tell people if I have like a problem. Because it's not in your DNA? He says that. It's like oh. not in my DNA to just not tell somebody right. how I'm feeling. I'm like, well, it is in my DNA. Feels <laughs> like it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about my sheets, my towels, my pillows, my duvet, everything. It is all <laughs> from Brooklyn. And 
I absolutely love Brooklyn and my bedding situation is extremely important to me. And actually anytime Leif and I travel anywhere and then we come back to our bed, we're like, wow, we love our bedding so much. It makes such a huge difference in your sleep quality and just your everyday experiences. Same with the bath towels. Mm -hmm. You don't want thin, rough towels drying your body off. After a hot shower, we want extra plush, soft, big bath towels. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah. I just love Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) They work directly with manufacturers to make a luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. Like we've said, they've got comforters, pillows, towels, loungewear, and more. I'm not going to spill the beans too much, but I may or may not have gifted a couple of loved ones in my family some Brooklinen goodies. Nice. And it might be coming in their direction. Wow. We'll see if they listen to this. Then they'll know it was them. So don't wait. Do something nice for yourself or for someone else. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code what we said to get 10% off your first order and free shipping. That is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code what we said for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use code what we said at checkout. Okay. I've learned this is a very obvious one. This was like the first one that I had written down, but you can't control external sources and you can't base your happiness on those external sources. And I think if this year has shown us anything, it's like, we don't know what life can bring. Yeah. And I think if our happiness relies on certain things that are very, you know, up in the air, we're going to be really unhappy all the time. And that's why we have to base our happiness around like our own confidence and like our own self-esteem and the things that we can control because I don't know. It's like if I, I was thinking if all of my happiness was based off of, I don't know, traveling and my business and then that goes away, then what do I have? And I think, I don't know. It's kind of like what I was just saying. I've just realized like how important my family is to me and life and our community here in LA and like the things that I love to do. And I've realized that literally no matter what happens in life and in this world, like that's my foundation and that's my happiness. Yeah. And that can't be shaken by, you know, outside sources, which is like, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Of course I have like days where I'm like, okay, this is, you know, where I don't like how life seems to be going. But I think if you can just focus on the things that you can control, you'll be much happier. Yes, 100%. Agreed. This is something, I think JC is going to say something similar, but this is a very recent discovery. So it's not like from the beginning of 2020 that I've, you know, been learning this about myself. But I think because of the pandemic and, and like at first when we quarantined, we literally we're just forced to not go out to eat, um, cook all the time. I was like cooking pasta nonstop, just like making certain dishes. And I started to literally hate cooking. And then I started to only look forward to like going out to eat basically. Mm -hmm. So like going and picking stuff up from different places because we couldn't do anything else. It was like the one thing that I felt like kept me normal and like kept and was exciting, especially because we were in LA and there's so many good um, vegan restaurants here. So I always feel like there's something for me to discover. But in the recent weeks, I've been rediscovering my love for like cooking and cleaning, which sounds like weird, but literally like we were talking about a couple episodes ago with 
with Kristen and how she was like just talking about her cleaning method and like how me and JC were like, that literally changed our entire life and how we clean now. Um, we've been implementing it into our routines and I've been doing it every morning and night. Like I'll just clean up and I feel like it just makes such a big difference. And that has helped me cook more because my kitchen's cleaner. I am way more like motivated to pick up after I make a dinner or a lunch or something. Um, and on Saturdays, I've been trying to like make a new vegan breakfast that I've never tried before. And I've been trying to like follow the recipes and like try something new and, and not just try like easy recipes, but try like things that are a little bit harder. And I just have like, I used to love to cook. And I think that's why it kind of made me like, I almost just like numbed myself from it this year. I used to like love cooking vegan foods. And now I'm kind of like rediscovering that love for it. And I'm like, oh, this is so fun. And this is something that brings me so much joy. And I feel so much better when I eat food that I make and that I buy the ingredients for and that I can like see what goes into it. And so I'm just hoping to take that with me through 2021 to try and keep that um, spirit alive. Yeah, I, I do have a similar one. And it's more like you're saying, you're trying to take that with you. I feel like for me, it's more of a, honestly, a goal for this coming year because it's not something that I did super well this year, but I wrote down that eating healthy and balanced meals is important and something I want to prioritize more because it has been a point of stress in my life this year. And I feel like I just got to a point this year, same, pretty much exactly what you said, where it's like, I just did not want to cook. After I cooked for a few months in quarantine, I was done. And I just yeah. tapped out. And I pretty much from that point forward would just Postmates food, make meals here and there. But something, and I guess this could be a goal that I'll share, but is like, I want to have more healthy and balanced meals that are homemade and have more meal times because Chelsea actually just came over for dinner tonight and we had spaghetti and bread and stuff. And like, it was so nice to just sit down at the dinner table and eat a meal. Yeah. And that's something that even Leif and I, like we don't do that enough. I feel like a lot of times. So in my family, actually, we always had like dinner around the table yeah, literally same. every single night. And we weren't even allowed to like watch TV and eat food and stuff like that in my house. And so I didn't grow up like that. But Leif, like now I feel like we, a lot of times during dinner, Leif will take his dinner in front of the TV and he'll be watching a show that he's like already been watching and I will have my dinner at the dinner table, but while I'm like editing a vlog yeah. and I'm just like, this is not, we've been doing that for a while. And I just feel like for me, that's not how I want dinner time to be anymore. And I don't know if I'm just like getting older, but I just feel like it's important to like, first of all, eat your meal and do nothing else. Yeah. I'm always on my phone or on my computer. Yeah. And I just want to have more meal times. So I think that's, yeah, it's like more of a goal, I guess. But that's something that I've really realized. It's like I've been really missing having home-cooked meals and just like sitting down and only doing that. Yeah, because when you're doing that, also you're in the moment of eating and it helps your relationship with food as well. It's like you have that moment of like gratitude for it instead of like, it's just a second thought that you're just trying to get and through like as fast as possible. And you're like scarfing it down. Yeah. That's what I do. I'll be like scarfing it down while I'm editing. And then I like get a stomach ache and I'm just like, you're this less likely, it. or at least for me personally, I'm less likely to be bloated when I'm um, eating meals without looking at any technology. And the reason that I get bloated is because I eat super fast. And I'm like basically just inhaling half air because I'm like scoping, like just devouring my Scarfing food. Scarfing it down. And um, then I get super bloated after I eat. Like I'm like watching a show or I'm like on my laptop, like you said, like doing something and um, – then I'm like, oh, why does my stomach hurt? Oh, because I don't even realize how much food I just ate. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even like realize that I ate it, honestly. 
That's um, how I feel. So that's good. Okay, so this is something um, from working with JC's dad, Andrew, my life coach. I feel like he literally has like three instructions every time I say <laughs> it. Is to be present and like just how to feel happier and optimistic overall, which has been like so life-changing for me. It's been um, something I started actually, I don't know how long it's been now, like maybe like April or May, I think probably May. So it's been a while now, but it's dramatically like as soon as I started talking to him and like kind of just got out a lot of stuff, like in the first few sessions, basically, I was just like, this is stressing me out. I'm stressed about this. Um, I'm not good at this, blah, blah, blah. Like did all the things that I thought, like I need coaching for this. You know, I've talked about a lot and like his whole thing is basically you are not your thoughts and your thoughts are not who you are. So who you are, it has nothing to do with judgment at all. Like who you are is like compassion and service. Like um, that's who, you know, that understanding of who you actually are is happiness. And the more that you get in touch with that, the happier and better you're going to feel. And like, and he says like, everybody just wants to feel better. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've really learned, I always knew, you know, I've always gone to yoga and like read self-help books, but I feel like I I tell him this too. I'm like, now I feel like all the self-help books that I read, I don't finish because I'm kind of like, I get it. Like, I just kind of get it now where I'm like, yes, being present and like knowing who you are and your worth does not come from external things and like actually being able to internalize that and feel it in my day-to-day life. Like being able to like drive, like even in the car, feel as happy as I've felt in other moments that were like supposed to be the best moments of your life where I'm like, I'll say like, I was doing yoga on the beach one night with my sister years and years ago and a sunset and we were like, let's go do yoga. And it was Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I had this like epiphany that just nothing matters. And I was like, looking at the ocean, like with Abby. And I was just like, I feel so amazing Mm -hmm. right now. Like I just, my body just feels like so warm and I'm just realizing in the best way possible, like literally nothing matters. And I told Abby that on the ride home. And I was just like, why do I, I was like literally having this weird, like (laughs) come to Jesus moment. moment. Yeah. Where I was like, why do I care about what people think about me? Like literally, why do I care? Why have I cared for so long? And I just felt so good. And I think now more than ever, I kind of forgot about that until Mm -hmm. one day we were talking about it. And now I like feel that feeling often, like even just driving home. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be some amazing setting. It can be like literally sitting on my bed, hunched over on my laptop. Like (laughs) I can still feel the same way. Like even driving home from your house, sometimes I'm just like, is this my life? Like, this is awesome. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to like put these shoulds on myself about what, you know, how many listeners we should have or like what income I should have, anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm just like, I'm just so happy to do this. Yeah. Like, it's just literally the best. And I feel like if anything, like that's been so valuable to me, like yeah. that knowledge of just like being present. Yeah, literally the key to happiness yeah. is just being in the moment. Are you guys ready for a new moisturizer recommendation? I've actually mentioned this a few times on the podcast. You might've seen it on my vlogs. I'm obsessed with this moisturizer. It is by the brand Avrani. So I even brought it to Arizona with me, which I feel like truly that's how you know. That's a mark of a really awesome product when you're willing to travel with it. So it is the Avrani Softening Hydro Whip Moisturizer. It is the best texture. I really love a whipped moisturizer. It's just like so creamy. It smells very fresh and clean, but it's not overbearing. And it's so hydrating, which is very necessary, especially for me during these dry winter months. I specifically have like dry and slash combination skin. I get a little bit bit oily on my T-zone, but 
I definitely need extra moisture on my skin and hydration, especially during the winter. They also have other awesome products. They have a balanced restoring serum. It has cucumber and tea tree in it. And the scent is so light and fresh. They also have an eye elixir that you can dab under your eyes to help with dark circles. It's made with sweet almond oil and rosehip seed. Avrani is modernizing Indian beauty rituals and pioneering the Indian beauty movement. The name is centered around female empowerment. Rani means queen in Hindi. Their products are all for women made with natural clean ingredients and without parabens, sulfates, and fragrances. Their products are handcrafted in the USA and are cruelty-free. We, of course, have a special code for you guys, our listeners. So go to avrani.com slash WWS. That is spelled A-A-V-R-A-N-I dot com slash WWS and use code WWS20 for 20% off your first order. And they sold out early in the holiday season last year. So with the holidays, share the gift of glowing skin. Avrani gets the what we said seal of approval. I have learned this year to go back to my roots. And I think I've mentioned that a few times. It's and been- we're moving to Arizona. <laughs> no, not yet. No, I have this like reoccurring thing that's been going on in my mind this year. And it's been literally just like ingrained in my mind, I literally will like hear almost this thing that's just like, go back to your roots, go back to your roots. Like literally I have felt like I've almost heard that in my mind. And I'm like, it was me. I'm like, oh, it was you whispering. <laughs> literally um, me sending you voicemails. I'm like, go back to your roots. No, but I, when did I, I think it was earlier this year, I had this thought and I was like, about going back to my roots. Like I was like, I really just feel like have this like deep feeling that I just need to like be doing the things that like I started out doing like, you know, photography and art and like creating for fun. Yeah. And I literally went, I don't remember what exactly happened, but I think it was on one of my YouTube videos. I went and got a juice and I like was going to show everyone what it's called. And it was called the roots juice. And I was like, okay, I feel like that was, it was literally the same time that I had been thinking. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's just a sign. But anyway, I started out my career. I started out. And you got your roots done today. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) No, literally. Um, I started out my career as a photographer. And I don't even want to say I started out my career because like, that's just, that That wasn't even a career. No, that was the first thing that I, like hobby that I truly fell in love with is photography and creating. And I did that all through middle school, all through high school. And I was so obsessed that I would do it like rain or shine, literally get up at sunrise and do it at sunset too. And then edit until 2 a.m. And then wake up at the sunrise the next morning. Like I was so obsessed with photography. I can't even explain to you guys. Like my dad literally almost had to get a new computer because I was like overriding his stuff with photos. I had thousands of photos. And anyway, I feel like over the years, you know, when when a hobby becomes a job, it loses a a little bit of the magic, I think. And whenever you're going to put a, you have to do this now in front of something, it turns it into kind of a little bit of a chore. Yeah. And if you're not careful, that's the thing is you can always find ways to enjoy what you're doing, but if you're not careful and if you get caught up in the hustle and bustle of things, it turns into It loses its magic. Yeah. And it literally loses its magic. And I feel like over the past few years, that is literally what happened to me with photography. Like, so basically I picked up my digital camera like two times this year in total. I, let's keep in mind, I used to shoot with it every single day. So we go from 365 days a year to two out of 365. Like 
I literally did not touch it because I was done. Like at the end of last year, I told Liv, I'm like, I'm done shooting digital photos. Like I'm so burnt out. I can't do it this year. And I didn't say like, I'm going to go a full year, but yeah. I literally unintentionally went a full year without shooting on my digital camera. I mean, I, I literally shot like two campaigns with it yeah. because I needed to. And I'm grateful for the time I spent apart from my camera <laughs> because it made me really excited to get back your into camera? it. Yeah, it's oh. right over here somewhere. Um, so I shot with it the other day for the first time and it was so fun. And like I was editing the photos and I was loving editing them. And I was like, I literally needed that year to like just take a break. I've only been shooting film this year, which has also been really fun for me to like discover kind of a new, you know, thing. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I feel like this year I was trying to fit myself into a mold that didn't really fit. And that explains to me so much of the, just the feelings I've felt this year yeah. of like conflictedness and, and frustration, because it's almost like I was just trying again to like fit into a mold that I didn't fit into. And yeah. I, I think like, I don't know, I'll just give you guys a quick example. Like I've seen so many people that just do iPhone stuff on Instagram, like fashion bloggers who just show iPhone, you know, post iPhone photos and like they create this kind of aesthetic and vibe on their feed that I really love. Like I love looking at it and I, and so I kind of thought like, well, that's what I want to do now. Yeah, like, I'd love to look at that. So I want to. Yeah. So I want to recreate that kind of like, I want to just do iPhone shots only and I did that for this whole year and film. And it's like, I am proud of the stuff I've created. But at the same time, I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way because I'm not saying that that doesn't take effort because it actually does take a lot of freaking yeah. effort to plan out. But it's almost like for me, I took the easy way out. Like I was just like, I'm just going to do what's quote unquote trending and I'm just going to do iPhone instead. And I'm just now realizing that literally what... I love to do is photography. And, yeah. and I'm not saying you can't do iPhone photography, but like, I'm just kind of realizing my like place on social media. And another thing I was going to mention is that the, at the end of this year, I can truly say like everything is just starting to make sense for me as far as my We've business really goes. really realized things this year. Yeah. And our <laughs> podcast is one thing, for instance, that I feel like we have gotten into, we've always known what the vibe of it is, but this year we have fully like gotten into the groove of things where we are so solid in our podcast. We know yeah. exactly. And unintentionally this year, our podcast turned into less guests because we couldn't have them and more of like a chatty, like sleepover vibe. And I think that's what our podcast was always meant to be. Yes. And just everything that was like very long winded, but I just feel like now I'm like, I know how to move forward with my Instagram. It all makes sense to me now. Our podcast makes sense to me. Yeah. Balanced Boss, I know exactly our target audience. I know exactly what our goal is. And I, I love the branding and I it all makes sense. Like, I just feel like everything is coming full cir circle for me. And it all is like everything I'm passionate about wrapped into one just like beautiful package. With a bow on top. With a bow on top. And I'm just like feeling so inspired. Yeah. No, exactly how you were describing like photography is literally exactly how I felt about cooking like this year. And I know cooking is a little different, but I, I feel like again, when people were like almost expecting it of you where it's like, I follow you for your recipes. I love your cooking. Like you should release more like eBooks of smoothie guides and, and plant-based recipes. You're just like, no. And I was just kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, it's almost like a, an act of rebellion. Yeah. Like, you're almost just like, I, that's not who I am anymore. Like, you almost want a new identity where yeah. it's like, no, I'm going to do this and this. And it's like, then you kind of 
it's a good little break. It's a good mm-hmm. little break to take. And then you're like, okay, I can kind of rediscover this in a new light and appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. It is. Okay. My next one. Okay. To listen to my intuition. Cause this one go- kind of goes along with the, what you were just saying. That's I have the exact one. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe they were listening to each other. <gasps> wow. Is just knowing that you know, you don't always have to choose the right thing the first time because Mm -hmm. sometimes I think your intuition will lead you down a path that maybe is not the best. Like sometimes I'm like, wait, no, I felt so good about that, but like it didn't work out. I'm so Uh confused. Like I was so gung-ho about it, but sometimes it really is just so that you know that that wasn't the way to go. Yes. And so that you can kind of be okay with that Mm -hmm. um, and you can feel even more confident about the way that you do choose to go. And I feel like this year when I have like a thought, and again, I always say like, when you feel better, you think better things and you'll do better things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you do feel so good, like your intuition can talk to you and and you can hear it so much clearer. And even like in the depths of quarantine, like that's when I like had this thought of like, oh, me and Jersey should team up to do coaching. Like Mm -hmm. that would be the ultimate coaching team. And then it like kind of blossomed into this other thing that now is balanced boss. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I have a lot of thoughts like that, that I push down because of insecurity, because of like, oh yeah, yeah, right. Like whatever. But now, and again, I, I think it takes a little bit of confidence each time like to do something. So you're just like building up to actually listening and acting upon your intuition. But most of the time, again, I think we said this in a previous podcast episode, but like the difference between, you know, that gut feeling is like a feeling of knowing. Mm-hmm. And then anxiety is like, well, but what, what if, what if it's like thoughts, it's like mm-hmm. wordy thoughts. And so I've kind of learned to distinguish the two, like how to know when it's my intuition being like, this is a good thing. And like, you know, it might not be the perfect thing and it might not work out perfectly, but it will be a good thing and it will all work out. In the end. Yeah, in the end, in my favor. And whether it's a growing experience, whether it's a successful experience, whatever it is. And so I'm grateful for that because I feel like this next year, whatever happens, you know, I'm not making any expectations for years from now on. After 2020, we're all scarred. And it's like, no more like, I just remember us and I'm cringing at the thought of us saying, 2020 just sounds like an epic year. Yes, yes. We (laughs) totally said that last year. And it's like, it was epic, but in a way that we did not want it to be, I guess. But that being said, yeah. What were you going to say about it? I have the same exact one written down, just like to trust my intuition and my gut. And there's so many outside voices and I think this year I've gotten the most comfortable with myself and my decisions. And I saw this thing posted on Instagram and it was like something like, does it really resonate with your soul or is it just popular? Yeah. And I feel like this year there's just been so many different opinions and different sides of things. And it's like at the end of the day, you just have to rely on your intuition and your Mm -hmm. gut feelings and what you really feel to be right for you. Yeah. And it's like, again, some people aren't going to like it or whatever. Everyone disagrees with everything, but it's like, it's kind of just like what we talked about in our cancel culture episode and about internet trolls. It's like, at the end of the day, if you're confident in who you are and you know you're doing the best you possibly can, then you're so much less likely to let those voices even get to you. And it's just so important to like, have that sense of knowing in you and like just rely on that, through, yeah. especially through times like this. Yeah. You no, absolutely need it. Definitely. And I and I think, so something actually um, 
JC's dad said in one of our sessions that like really stuck out with me after a lot of sessions. And he, you know, he goes over the same thing all the time. Like, okay, who are you? Like service, intuition, compassion, like all of these um, pot, like these um, adjectives that are, they just feel good, first of all, to like listen to, like that's who I am, like service, compassion, um, knowledge, wisdom, all of these things. And um, he was like, do you notice anything that's like similar about these? And he was like, none of them require judgment. Like every thought that you have, any time, like there's a judge always in your mind. And that's actually from the book, Positive Intelligence, which is a really good book if you've never read it. But um, he talks about the judge in your mind mm-hmm. and, and it's constantly telling you what's good, what's bad. This makes you good. This makes you bad. Um, that person's good. That person's bad. You're smart. You're dumb. Like just always constantly judging. And when you listen to your intuition, it doesn't have judgment. Like your intuition is going to be the thing that tells you to go help that person who just dropped something. Like you don't care what the person, oh wait, that's the person who slammed the door on me earlier. It's like, no, you're just going to go and do it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have any judgment to it. So when you're listening to your intuition, it's going to be the thing that has no judgment surrounding it. So when you're being kind to people, when you're serving people, when you have like business thoughts of like, you know, it's not surrounded by, can I do this? Is this good? Is this whatever? It's just like, this is what I need to do. Yeah. This is what I feel like Yeah, would be yeah, good and right at this moment. My next one is that I can do things that I once said I couldn't or wouldn't be good at. So this is a very small example, but I think it's just taught me in general, again, like that I am not my thoughts and I'm not what I said that I'm not or that what I'm not good at is not true. So for example, I never thought that I was like athletic as a child. And I always tell Nick, I'm like, I just always wish that I was just like really good at sports. Like I would, you know, I'm okay, but I just never like could just pick up sports really easily. Mm -hmm. I was never the most athletic person on any of my teams. Like when I played soccer, little league growing up, I was just kind of like there. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh, throw her in, you know, (laughs) something. But, but I always wanted to be like, no, I want to be the pitcher or like, I want to be something important on this team or like, I want to be good. And I just like, wasn't good enough. And like, I tried out for like soft or not softball, uh, volleyball in seventh grade. Again, I hadn't really ever played volleyball before, but I just remember being like, okay, maybe I'll try this. Maybe this will be my sport. And I didn't make the volleyball team. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll just like stick with dance and and cheer, which again is very hard sport. I'm not saying that, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like coordinated, you know, yeah. in those kinds of sports. And everyone else in my family is, mind you. So <laughs> it makes it even worse because <laughs> literally all my siblings are extremely athletic, really good at sports. And they're also really can pick it up super fast. Mm-hmm. And so actually last Christmas is when I started playing pickleball just randomly. And I also started to ask my dad to like, because I lived at home at the time and I asked him to start playing tennis with me. And I was like, I just want to be good at tennis. Mm-hmm. I just want to be good enough to play with people. And so I kind of like really put my mind to it. And then Nick started helping me. I would play with Nick's dad, who also like is really good at tennis. And I would get lessons from them. I would like work hard to do it. And then I got to a place where I was literally only a couple months ago where we were, again, and me and Nick would literally practice like once or twice a week. And then we played pickleball the other day. So I felt like I was just like constantly working on it. And a couple months ago, finally, after playing tennis for like eight months straight, I felt like I finally like clicked where I was like playing just, just, we were just like playing, I think with his dad and I was just hitting balls back to him and I like hit every single one in a row. And I felt like my stroke was good and my, it was just like clicking. And I had this moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, I always told myself I could never be good at this. And like, I'm actually doing really well right now. And Nick was like, wow, like that looked amazing. Like you're doing so good. 
And I was just like, wow, never tell yourself you can't do something. Yeah. Get your mind to it. Me and JC only crying about tennis, all things (laughs) we've talked about so far. But again, like I said, it is a surface level example, but I was just like, sometimes I wish I could go back to being a teenager Mm -hmm. and like put that effort into other things where like now I'm like, I can do things. Yeah. Even if I don't think I'm good at them, even if I don't think I am athletic, like I'm not athletic, I'm not, you know, smart in math or whatever it is. It's like, I wish I'd go back and be like, no, you can be. If you want to be good at this, you can work at it and you can be good at it. Yeah. Agreed. That's beautiful. Thank you. Okay. That productivity is moving in the direction you want to move. So it doesn't mean like productivity. I think I'm finally realizing this year. It doesn't mean all of the like typical things that we think of. I think it means moving towards your goals in my mind. Like Like progression. Yeah. Like progression and productivity are very synonymous to me. And I've realized that playing pickleball with my friends and taking days off and like having, you know, relaxing weekends is productive because it leads me to closer to my goal, which is being happy and having fun in my life. And when I really stop to think about it, I'm like, that is my goal. Like my life goal is to have fun and be happy. And the only reason I have these other, you know, goals, I guess, is to like, I've always thought of my big time goals as like, I want to have my dream house. I want to have my dream job. I want to own this business, like blah, blah, blah. And I think I'm just realizing like, those are all great things, but they mean nothing if you're not actually happy and fulfilled. And so while I still have all those goals, like I want to have my dream house one day and I'm so excited for that day when like, you know, me and Leif buy our first home and everything. And I know that I have to work hard to get there, but at the same time, I'm not going to like break my back and be so unhappy for all of these years that are like some of the prime years of my life. And I just think like, I've always been, you know, quote unquote hustler. Like I just want to make things happen. But I think the past few years I've been realizing this. And I think like this year it's really solidified for me where I can actually like take a day off and not feel guilty, which I've never been able to do yeah. in my past. So yeah, I'm just like grateful for that uh, progress, I yeah. guess. No, definitely. Cause it, it is really like at the end of the day on your deathbed, people always are like, no one's going to wish they worked longer hours. Like they're going to wish they spent more time with their kids, but it's so easy to get trapped in that mm-hmm. where it's like, well, what if I just do nothing for the rest of my life? Then, yeah. you know, that fear creeps in, but it's like, well, what if you're just like, you never get that dream job, but you literally live the happiest life right. when you die. It won't even matter. No, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Wow. Can I just say I'm feeling good right now? I'm I feel happy. Great. I feel pure joy right now. <laughs> okay. So this one is how to save my money a little better. Like, I just feel like my relationship with money has healed a lot and actually very similar to what you just said. I've realized that my relationship with money doesn't mean that I have to have a ton of money and Mm -hmm. have to like have a major major savings account. It's just about the progress of it. Because as I was looking at this, I was like, okay, my 2020 goals, you know, they involved money and and saving and whatever. And I was looking, I'm like, well, I didn't hit exactly what it was, but I feel like I've gotten better. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is good enough for me. I don't need to, again, like hit that exact expectation but I feel like year by year, I'm learning that I will never know all the answers to anything. So that's okay with me. So this year, I feel like I've learned how to have an abundance mindset with money, but that doesn't mean like I can just spend my money on anything. Sometimes I go back and forth where I'm like, abundance, that means a shopping spree. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that's actually just indulgence. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I'm proud of myself. I, I'm proud to 
be okay with progression, even though it's not perfection Yes, in that area. And I'm hoping to learn a lot more about that area in the upcoming year and work on that as well. Like my relationship with money and savings, because I feel like I had some catching up to do and now I'm kind of caught up and now I'm ready to, you know, move forward. Yeah. Okay. This one's a really simple one. We've, I feel like we've kind of covered something similar, but when you focus on the good, the good gets better. And this is basically, you know, focusing on the good is like, the opposite of comparison to me. And I have been very open about the fact that like comparing myself to other people online has been one of my biggest struggles and like the something that's held me back so much from, I think, doing even just getting back to my roots and doing the things that I want to do is because I've, I was comparing myself to other people. And I say that in past tense, but I still do it sometimes. And um, the reason this came to mind is because I was watching a YouTube video of someone and she lives in a different part, obviously of the US. And she was like going out to dinner with friends. And um, I was telling Leif like, it's so silly that because it's just going out to dinner, but we just haven't been able to do that in so long, like in a restaurant. Literally, it's almost been a year. Like we've been able to eat outside here and there, but now we can't anymore in LA. And like, I was just telling him when I was watching that, I was just feeling like, so I don't know. I, I don't want to say like so sad about, because it does seem surface level. It's like, okay, it's just a restaurant. You'll get to eat there one day again. But yeah. it just, I guess it just made me realize like how different our life is now. Like, oh, I literally can't, we can't just do the things, you know, that we used to do. And I can't just invite all my friends to dinner and like my birthday's coming up and I can't like, you know, we can't go out to dinner or do any of the quote unquote normal stuff. And I was saying, I was like, saying this all to Leif. And then like, as I was talking, I was like, but I'm so grateful that like we can do this and whatever. And like, as I was talking, I was literally switching my own, like changing my own mind. And I was like, it's literally just when you focus on the things you can do. And when you focus on the good, it just gets better. And you don't care about the bad yeah. things. Anymore. It's not that the bad things don't exist anymore in your mind or don't exist. They just don't exist in your mind anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so that's something I've been trying to focus on, especially because life in LA this year, like, again, it hasn't been ideal. And I think that's something like we don't talk about that much because we don't want to like bring attention to it. And we, yeah. and, but I think like, like I've been mentioning, like just playing pickleball with our friends and, and all these other things we've been able to do. When I focus on that, this is like one of the best years I've ever had. No, same. So I, I think it just shows the power of perspective. Definitely. Okay. My next one is that this is something I already knew about myself, but it just really confirmed that routine is absolutely necessary and amazing for me specifically and probably most people, but I've just noticed, especially for me, I feel like I've stuck to my morning routine like 75% of the year, off and on, not just like 75, you know, consecutively, but mm -hmm. just like off and on probably 75% of the mornings I like got up and did my morning routine. Um, and it looked different at different times of the year, but it just keeps me moving. And again, not so that I'm like, okay, I checked off all my things on my to-do list. Therefore I'm happy. But it's like, it gets me up. First of all, it gets my mind out of whatever space it was going to go to. If I just got on my phone immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gets me in the present moment, like these, just having a few grounding things in the morning. Um, and I, I'll talk about it a little bit more in our like new year's episode of like our new year's resolutions, mm -hmm. kind of specifically what I've been doing and what I kind of want to be doing. But especially this last couple, or I guess this last week that we've been doing the yoga program, it's kind of been my last addition to my morning routine. I felt like it's just been like a cherry on top 
where like hearing her voice talking while she's um, like kind of like leading us through this movement and like this meditation. I'm like, this is so important for me to continue to do yes. over and over every single morning so that I can remember this feeling and just literally be in my body every yeah. day. Because sometimes I literally swear I'm just like floating for the day. Yes. Like I'm just like out of my body. You know what I mean? Where I'm like literally the opposite of grounded. Yeah. That's how I feel when I'm not grounded. So I completely agree. Okay. Uh, my last one is that it's okay to be me and like the things I like and just be who I am. And I, I It's was, okay to be a horse girl. Yeah. <laughs> me, the opposite of a horse girl. <laughs> Terrified of horses. Um, no, but I read this girl's blog post actually and she was saying like, it's okay to, like she was saying, she realized like, it's okay for me to like vanilla ice cream and have that be my favorite ice cream. Like, yeah. and I think I've mentioned this before how I'm like, I'm basic. Like I'm scared I'm basic, whatever. And I think this year I'm just kind of coming to the conclusion that it's okay to be the person I am and to be kind of a picky eater and to like dress the way I dress where I dress very comfortable and like rarely get, you know, dressed up or like I wear the same lipstick every day and I'm always like, oh, I just need to, you know, like I need to be, I need to switch it up. And I'm just like- You're shitting on yourself. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm fine being me. I'm okay being me. And, you know, that comes and goes. Sometimes I feel like, well, I want to switch it up and whatever. And that's fine. But I just feel like just don't let other people, especially if you're in high school or something, it's like, don't let other people tell you who to be or like tell you you're basic for liking certain things. Like just be who you are and like what you like. And even if it's not popular, I promise, like for me, I have so much respect for people who just stick just who are authentic in themselves. And maybe they like something that's a little weird, but it's like, I appreciate that they just stick to their guns and like what they like. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate someone like that so much more than I appreciate someone who's like going with the wind. Like flip-flopping. Yeah, flip-flopping to like make other people happy. And so I think I've just been trying to like, just be the most me that I can be. Yes. I love that. That's my last one. I love you being the you that you are. Thank you. I wouldn't want it any other way. Do you have one final one to end us off with? Yes, I do have one final one. And this is to look at things from outside of the box of collusion. So basically kind of what we talked about on our cancel culture and troll internet troll episode. But I think more than ever (laughs) this year, I've kind of been able to see things from a different perspective where it's like, not, I'm not seeing something from either side. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm seeing something from like outside mm-hmm. where I can see what they're both saying. And I almost want to shake them both and be like, y'all are saying the same exact thing. You're just getting caught up in the verbiage of it. Like mm-hmm. you're getting caught up in how you guys are saying it and like on the words, but they're not understanding like the intent behind them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is something I had to learn in my relationship, especially with Nick, when we're having an argument and it's like, we kind of both take a second. We're like, what the heck are we fighting about? First of all. And I feel like we're actually saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we're both trying to get our point across that we're just like butting heads, like where it's like just two brick walls almost instead of trying to like weave something that we can both understand. And it just builds the relationship even stronger. And I think that's what happens on the internet. And I think that's what happens just sometimes in friendships and with so much um, contention in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And just so much, there's two sides to everything. Mm -hmm. Like everything is so polarized. You can get so caught up in not seeing you're like, okay, well I can see why they think that, but they're wrong. So I'm going to still try and prove my point. But it's like, no, if you take a step out of the box in general and you just look at things like 
and I, I don't want to sound like condescending because I don't do this all the time, obviously. Like I get very caught up. I get very collusioned yeah. Yeah. a lot, but it just makes life so much easier and it makes it so much clearer and way less helpless and hopeless yeah. seeming. And I feel like something to remember is that, I mean, and I guess this is a personal opinion, but like people are good. Like for the most part, people are good. Yeah. And I think like even throughout this year where it's been like, I, again, we made that internet episode, that internet trolls episode because we've experienced the most hate we've ever experienced. And I think everyone I know has, no matter what their beliefs are, yeah, they have experienced so much like hatred. But even through all of that, like to me, it shines out even in even brighter is the some of the nicest and kindest people I've ever come across totally have reached out to us. Like, and I just think we all need to remember that people are good. It's like, yeah, it's like if we can just stop, I don't know, thinking that every one is bad or that people are against us and just like try and be compassionate. I think we'll realize that like we're all so much more like than we think. Yeah. And most people, when you step out and you of the box of collusion, as they say, you see that and you understand that most people are just acting out of fear. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, it's out of fear of something. And so when you can see that, you can sympathize and you can be like, yeah, we're all scared. We're mm-hmm. all scared all the time of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We might be scared of different things, but, you know, on the surface, but deep down, we're all scared of rejection. We're all scared we're not going to be loved. We're all scared we're going to be, you know, hurt. And even in a, you know, say me and Nick, like arguing about something, most of the time we're both just trying to defend ourselves and trying to, you know, even if we say something that seems like an attack against them, it's mostly just because we're trying to defend ourselves and we're almost like putting up those walls to protect ourselves Mm -hmm. from like getting hurt. And when you take down the walls— and you're like, okay, I'm willing to get hurt. I'm willing to have this conversation and I'm willing to just listen to what you have to say, not without any judgment. And mm-hmm. you take the judgment out of it. It's so beautiful. And that's literally like those moments will make your life so much more meaningful and so much more full. And then you will start to appreciate humanity in a way that you never were able to before because you start to see people as humans and not just as like punching bags and not just as people who are out to get you when it's like, no, everyone's just out for themselves. Right. Everyone, again, everyone's just scared. Mm-hmm. So totally just what I wrote at the end of it was just like kindness just always wins. It does. It and wins. we'll say it until the cows come home. Yes. I completely agree. Until the horses come home. Well, I'm excited for- Wow. This has been a long episode. It has been a long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and get ready for next week's episode where we talk about our new year's resolutions, some goals, Woo-hoo! some ideas we have for the new year. Um, that'll be a good episode too, but thank you guys so much for, this is our last episode of 2020. Wow. So good riddance, good riddance, but also sad. We have never experienced like uh, the, what we said community, I feel like this year has just blown our minds. And like, we, I just want to say on behalf of both of us, like we cannot thank you guys enough. And you are literally just the best people ever. Yes, when we got to meet you guys for the meet and greet, we already kind of talked about it. It was so nice, first mm-hmm. of all, to have that connection because we weren't able to see you guys in person for a long time. But it just kind of affirmed to us, like, you guys are literally just our friends. Yeah. Like, we think that. You guys probably think that. But then when we actually get to talk, we're like, it just no, we're literally like, friends. Like, yeah, I 100% could go out to lunch with you right now. We'd have a great time. Yes. And that's how we feel about you. We want you to know that's how we feel about you. Yes. So we love you guys so much. Thank you for your support this year. We're excited for a new year. 
you know, no, no, no expectations on exactly how the year is going to go, but I have, we're hoping to get millions <laughs> more downloads. I have a good feeling about this coming year. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. So stay tuned for our New Year's episode. Um, but we love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.